0: The Force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet.
1: And welcome to another episode of Who Do You Think You Are? I Am, episode. Thirteen, but it's not Friday. It's a Sunday. Uh, it is me, Chen's, alongside or across from co-host, good friend Puma. Yep. And our producer, Nikki. What's going on? We've got the full slate, and we've got a guest back on the horn. Lo- a a, long, a long, o- an OG, the long, An OG, an OG guest, Matt. He's going to talk. Um, Stanley Cup playoffs, NBA, and NHL draft. What el- Whatever else comes our way. So let's get Matt in there. What's up, Matt?
2: What's going on, guys? Good to be back. How oh, you yeah. doing? As always, as always. Nice to have
3: you back. Yep.
1: Yeah. All right, Puma. What do we got?
3: All right, so whole bunch bunch of uh, topics to talk about today. Uh, I think we should start talking about the NHL playoffs. All
1: right. So this is gonna be this is gonna be mostly Matt, Matt and Puma.
3: <laughs> so. Matt, I'm oh, gonna
1: also. By the way, sorry to cut you off. For oh, a while. here we no, go. No, 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 Mr. no, no, Cuts off a lot. No, I didn't mean to cut you <laughs> off here but because this is something that you brought up to my attention, and we can get now that we have Matt, we can see he can, you know, Matt's a Matt's a uh, he's a good he's a good like talker, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah.
3: Now he's got the father fatherly instinct too. Whoa, easy. I don't know if we can drop that
1: on here. We might have to edit dad, that
2: out. Dad to dad, and outside it's fine. I'll be out of the bag soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, Congratulations,
3: so, by the way.
1: Thank you. Thank so, you. So Puma Puma um, asked me. He goes, you know, it'd be really awesome if we can get your friend, uh, the reporter chick that works for the NH- uh for ESPN in like their NHL branch on our show. He's talking about Emily, and I was like, dude, yeah. I mean, I, I haven't spoken to her literally since uh, that fucking epic playoff that the Rangers run. So <laughs>
2: uh, I text her every now and then. Uh, every time I see a trade, you know, happen or something with the Rangers, I'll shoot her text and get her opinion, and she's, you know. Good, right away, re- responding back. You know, I'm not offering any inside tips, but she's she's a good
1: enough friend that she uh, she gives her two cents and and what she thinks about it. Yeah, maybe, can, maybe, so we could get her on. It, I potentially, about, I don't know about getting her on, but maybe we can get a text from her and just be like, <laughs> I swear, this is a real text from mm-hmm.
2: her. Right, so she's got her own podcast with uh, with ESPN, and uh, you know, I don't know if that might be conflict of interest. We'll see. Oh, true. (laughs) (laughs) That would be bad. We'll see, though. We can always care dash,
1: shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. Yeah, that's true. All right. So anyway, that was that was my little thing. Go ahead.
3: Okay. So, NHL playoffs in full swing. We have one series over already in the second round. Um. Hey, Matt. Is there any surprises so far after the first round is over? Now the second round's on its way out. Surprises.
2: I mean. From that first round, you could definitely say yes. I mean, uh, I don't think anyone saw the Lightning leaving, uh, the Flames leaving. All, basically, all four wildcard teams going out. I think you probably saw one or two, you could guess. But the fact that all four top seeds are out, it's a shock. People say, you know, the Islanders getting swept was a shock. Yes and no. I think uh, you watch the Islanders in the first round against Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh is not the Pittsburgh it was when they won the cups. You know, Back-to-back years were no three years removed, but still. They relied heavily on offense, and the Islanders' MO was defense, shutting down teams, trying to structure. If and if they can't, you know, score, they're definitely not going to prevent you from scoring. So we saw that you know, the Islanders kind of did what, what they did and, and did to advance. Um, you know, and then they said, "Oh, you know, they got that time off. Boychuk might be able to come back." And they felt a shit. You know, Carolina just possessed them, outpossessed them, scored the timely goals, and. Unfortunately, the Islanders didn't have the scoring to to keep up. Uh, Everything else, you could see the the other wildcard teams are holding their own. Um, You know, 3 2 series, you know, another uh, game six tonight or this afternoon. Uh, It's been fun watching that second round, but as far as out glaring surprises. I can't really see any after that initial first
3: round. You know the the uh, Barry Trotz the Barry Trotz effect. You know watching the Islanders in the first round, and I I agree with you that that Pittsburgh team wasn't the same team that we were used to seeing even in the in the regular season. I said that, and I didn't think they would make a run as deep as they normally did. But with the Islanders, it kind of reminded you of that Capitals team that the Rangers played in 2015. They mm-hmm. block shots they hunkered down in front of in front of Holpe. they they were responsible in their defensive zone and they they were winning games 2-1 3-1 you know one nothing um and really relying on their defensive structure to win games and like you said Carolina just outpossessed them they capitalized on the chances that they had and they were able to take advantage of the fact that the Islanders struggled to put the puck in the net and last week, I even said, I don't see the Islanders getting much further because of the fact that they can't score goals. And I, I thought they were going to play, play uh, the Caps. I didn't think Carolina was going to get through. But, you know, Leonard... I didn't think Leonard was the goalie to rely on. He's no Lundquist. He's no Holpe. He's no Flurry. He's this goaltender that... Was a product of the system they were playing, and it showed.
2: Mm, yeah, I think also too. Um, you know, Leonard never was tested. To be honest, I mean, he, he had his personal problems in the past. Got a shot now with a playoff team, and you know, getting in there was was good in its own. and, and limiting Crosby and company, you know, that offense was, was good for them, but. Um, you know, I guess you could say that the Islanders were also unlucky in those first two games. Um, their expected goals—I know you're not an analytics guy—but their expected goals was definitely out favoring um, the Hurricanes in games one and two. A couple posts, a couple of disallowed uh, goals here and there that that really hurt them. And uh, you know, Carolina snuck one in overtime there, and it was over after game two. You know, go, and then also, I mean, it can't be understated how much that home ice advantage helped the Islanders oh, yeah. and. and the first series, at playing at Nassau Coliseum to go in the Barclays Center, it's night and day. It, it really is, and, and it really is a shame that they weren't able to play in Nassau Coliseum, because I think it could have been a different series as well. Um, but, you know, they could get that story once Belmont gets uh, approved finally. I think uh, you're going to see a lot more uh, pushback from, from Islander fans and, and the politicians that kind of prevented that in Nassau County are out of there now, so we'll see uh, what, what happens in the future with that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I even... You know, it's crazy to, to say that how one building can affect an outcome. And, you know, the Coliseum, you've probably you've been there plenty of times. I've been there plenty of times. And, you know, it's a great place to go watch a hockey game even though it was outdated. And it was... Yeah,
1: it's and a it, piece of crap, but it's, it fun. Is. it's a fun environment. It is. It's and their piece of crap.
3: Yeah, exactly. and you know what? I was at that Ranger-Islander game... When was it twenty in twenty fifteen when the score was like six five and it was back and forth?
2: Oh my god, that game was phenomenal.
3: <clears throat> and Holy you know shit. that that it was awesome. And you know what? It was. It, and you know what though? The crazy thing is, is that every Ranger Islander game, there's more Ranger fans there anyway. Okay. You know, it's crazy. But one of the things you said was, you know, with the Islanders not having that puck luck, you know, it kind of reminds me of the Rangers in the Stanley Cup final a couple years ago. They, you oh. know, a couple of bounces here or there. It's a different series, and that's just the way it goes sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. and with with the NHL playoffs, one bounce can mean a series, one bounce can mean a game. Right. That's mm-hmm. how it goes. You know, now as a Ranger fan, I know you're watching that Boston-Columbus series very closely. Mm. Yes. Um with, you know, Panarin, you know, linked to the Rangers and reports coming out now that we have the second overall pick, we'll get to that. But now with Capo potentially coming over, it's, um... Don't, don't, don't predict the draft pick yet. Well, I think they're going to draft Capo. I, I hope. I, I think they're going to. You're, the Devils aren't stupid enough to, to not take Hughes. But anyway, the series here with, with Columbus, it's. I think Boston's the better team. But I also think that you want Columbus out of the playoffs as fast as possible. Uh, I could not disagree with you more. I can't believe you're saying that. Oh. As a Ranger fan...
2: Here we go. How are you rooting for Boston over Columbus? Not necessarily the Boston-New York rivalry. Columbus wins. The pick that we get for one pick moves up a spot. Every wildcard team that makes it to the conference finals,
0: the pick moves up a spot. So oh. right now moved up one because
3: Carolina's in the conference finals. I saw the that. Stars, the Stars win. It, we get another first-round pick because of Zucarillo
2: trade, and it moves up on the spot. So it can go from 21 to 18. Canaren's just making that check higher and higher. He's not staying in Columbus. You, uh, you can mark it down, May Fifth. He ain't staying in Columbus. So, it's you, either you, New York or Florida? So stay you in Quinville now in Florida, and no state income tax.
3: So you think? So you don't think that if they get to the Cup Final and they get there and they lose in the final, that Panarin's not going to say, "Wow, we have something here. I want to stay."
2: They have too many pieces that are going to be leaving that have to be paid. Uh, They—he's already stated his desire to leave. Uh, it's or at least test the free agency. You know, if if they make that run, does Columbus have enough money to pay them and, and the young guys that they have? You know, I don't know. I don't think so. And Bobrovsky, he's going to get paid. You know, yeah. He can go. He can go. The the, the talk that I'm hearing too is the package deal with him and Panarin going to Florida and play with Quinville down there. You know, they can make get Luongo can retire. They'll take care of that, and he's got the spot down there.
3: I could see that, you know, I guess I'm just thinking that in the sense of having, wanting Panarin and Columbus out, outside of the draft pick is, the more, because Panarin's lighting it up, he's got 10, you know, he's got 10 points, he's got uh, 5 goals and 5 five assists, you know, he's he's playing well, that it's going to drive up his price. And the longer he has to play in the playoffs and the better he does, the higher the price is gonna be. And we have guys to pay too. D'Angelo's in for a raise. Buchnevich is in for a raise. You know, we only have about 17 million in cap space. So if you give eight or nine million to Panarin, that really handcuffs you. So if you could get you know, you know what I'm saying? Like that that's the other side of the coin. I could see the draft picks. I understand that. And you're right. Every wild card team that keeps going that Winnipeg pick keeps going further and further up. Right. And, I, go ahead. I
2: don't see it though. I, I, I don't see Columbus, Penn, you know, they already had it with Nash. They had it with Carter. They had all these big names that, you know, things don't go their way. They just, it's, they're traded. And I know maybe they wanted to get this winning culture in, but, uh, as far as you know, you mentioned with the restricted free agents, I'm not too worried about that. Um, you know, the good thing about restricted free agency is that they can bump them up, you know, a little bit more reasonable to kind of even if they buy out a couple of the new, uh, unrestricted free agent years, but they're not going to see significant bumps up. You know, D'Angelo was scratched a bunch of times. Butchnevich also, you know, until they can produce from the whole 82 games and not in someone's doghouse, whether it's Vignos or now Quinn's, they're going to have to prove it. And until they can get to that, what they're expected to get to, I don't see them commanding too much money that, you know, they can go out and splurge on, uh, on a Panarin or I hope not Carlson, but. There's also some talks of that as well.
3: I can see that. I mean, and also you, with the restricted free agents coming out this year, you know, Toronto's got a few, uh, Tampa Bay's got a few. You know, there's a there's a ton. uh, Truba's coming out, and the and you know he's been linked to the Rangers for a while now with Truba. Mm -hmm. You know, I can see, you know, the Rangers even making an offer sheet to a restricted free agent like a Mitch Marner, and saying. You know, for, forget Panera, and we can get a younger guy for on the cheaper, and going that way. too. So I can see it going both ways. I can Obviously, see it going both ways. For the
2: martyr, I don't. No to uh, the, the the price of the draft kit, draft pick capital is way too high for the salary he's going to command. You know, they're they're asking him to take a hometown discount at nine point something, and he wants Austin Matthews money. He wants that eleven million. And you know, they kind of screwed themselves with Marlowe, and then compounded with Taveras and then compounded go with Nylander. They got the, the money's going to dry up soon enough, and right now they're seeing it with Marner, who is their best player. If you saw this year, he was their best player for sure. And the fact, that they're asking to take a hometown discount when he produced the most points. Is uh, going to be interesting for Toronto. Very dicey, I'd say.
3: And same thing with Kapanen, too. Kapanen is also a restricted free agent. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you know, I can see, I can see them, you know, getting offer sheets. Even though, like you know, even in the NHL, you really don't see offer sheets. You know, it's rare. Because of the mm-hmm. draft picks that are tagged to it. But, you know, I could see... This this offseason, from a Rangers standpoint, is very important. It's going to tell you what they think they can do in the 2019-2020 season. Mm-hmm. But, what what do you think now with the playoffs? You mentioned the, the Stars and the Blue Series. You know, where one went away from getting another first-round pick. Mm-hmm. Now, do you see... Can you see the Rangers packaging two picks to get another pick in the top 10?
2: Uh, If they like their guy that they still see available, I think they could definitely, you know, move up. They have the capital now. You saw what they did with the Fox trade. Because they have a glut of picks, they can afford to overpay or or move up to make the move that they want. Uh, You know, this draft is um, a top two draft. You know, it's, you know, it's it's Hughes and Kako. But the guys that are going from three to 10 are, are decent enough. Um, you know, when, when I thought the Rangers were going to be outside of that top three, I was hoping they could get a Turcot, um, you know, and, and that six, seven, eight Ranger that you know, they were going to go for. It. If he's still available around nine or 10, you know, maybe they call, you know, whoever slided in there and say, hey, you know, take our two first round picks and we'll call it a day. Um, if they think he could be impactful and play right away, that's kind of the thing. I don't think they want to have a guy that's going to be, you know, middling in the juniors unless they see a very high ceiling for him. Mm. I think they kind of mm. want. Young guys now See what they have um, You know Make the run With the young talent That's That's going to produce Hopefully um, And you can see them Producing or Contending In the next year or two Yeah Exactly I, I think
3: they're a year away You know And you know A year away from what? Contending, no contending. Being a, be, I think they're going to Contend for a playoff spot Next year You think so? I think so With the talent that they have And the talent You know Kratsov is coming over They signed him <laughs> They have You know gotcha, They're going to the have Russian boy They're going to have That Boys that top two pick with Kako or Hughes, you know, that's the good thing about having number two pick. You just take the guy that the Devils didn't take. Well, who would you uh, rather have? Kako. Kako.
1: Yeah. I feel like he's more uh, special of a talent.
3: Well, not for nothing. The kid's 18 years old and he's dominating right. in the fi- this Finnish professional league with men. Mm-hmm. And right. he's big. He's a winger. He could distribute the that's puck. That's why I like him.
1: He's big and a winger.
3: He could distribute the puck and he can shoot the puck. And, yeah. you know, Hughes is a 5'10 center. Um, You know, and I re—I know that he's the 1A and Kako's the 1B, but, you know. I mean, you'd be happy with either one. I would be happy with either one, but I'd rather have the Finn. Yeah. You yeah. know. Also, too,
2: the, 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 you look at the depth the Rangers have at center. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to get moved if That's that, true. you know, if Hughes does fall to them. It's been a Rock in the one. Um, Strom probably gets traded or or is let go. You know, I don't see him in their, in their future plans. I like and Strom, though. I know, I know you're a big strum guy. I think you got strike while the iron's hot. You know, the guy was a top five pick, never really produced at the levels. He gets a little hot streak, has a high streaming percentage now. So hopefully someone overpays that draft day, or you know, you could flip that to get another asset. I don't see him fitting in long term, um, but you know that's up for debate. If you see him as a second or third line center, fine. But even there, I'm hoping that Heel or Anderson can can be in that role and how it slots in three or four. You throw Hughes in there. Everyone moves down, you're already putting Anderson or Heedle on the wing, someone's got to leave. So uh, if you're ready to get rid of one of, you know, Howden or Anderson, which I don't think the Rangers Office front will, is ready to do, um, you know, goes the guy that you want.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, now even with the Adam Fox signing, you know, and I think that people are saying they gave up a little too much for him. I think, you know, you're not going to get, he was picked 37th or 38th overall. Last year, two years ago, whenever it was, and he, you're, you're not going to get a, a a developed prospect at that range like a fox, and I think that you know you have a guy now that can slide into a top four spot in that defense right away, and you know with Lindgren and Keandre Miller and um that kid Lindquist, you know the defense is is starting to shape up too, and you know the question is now is do they buy out Stall? And and hit take the the cap hit to get some of these younger guys into the defensive core.
2: Yeah, I think, I think he is a right hand defenseman. Uh, the, the overpayment, I'm completely fine with. You know, people are saying, oh, you know, they they kind of were in the driver's seat. Yes and no. Um, Carolina could say, no, you know what? Screw it. The the package is not good enough. We're, we're okay with you know losing him for free. Um, I'm okay with them giving up their second round pick. Uh, you know, this year and, and the other pick, the conditional, which most likely will be a second. You look at his draft status now. You know people are projecting. Well, you know, what if Fox was in this year's draft? They're saying he's a mid to late round, first round pick. So in my mind, two second round picks go back in the first round. I sound for that all day. Yeah, that's how I justify it.
3: Exactly. And if they don't trade their two first round picks, that's four potential players that could be drafted in the first round that can Mm -hmm. immediately help your team.
2: Exactly. And uh, you know, he, like I said, he is a right hand defenseman. You already got. Uh, Shattenkirk, D'Angelo and Pionk on the right side there so I think the most likely candidate to leave from there is Pionk Um, you know you could argue he had his moments uh, solved. he's always going to look like a bad defenseman Um, but I think Shattenkirk gives you the better option in the power play D'Angelo if he's on and can produce he'll be the better of the three Um, and then Fox you're going to put in sheltered minutes in the third line with the hope that he can eventually
3: move that second, first pairing uh, minutes. (laughs) exactly. And that's why, you know, it's good good to be a Ranger fan right now because Mm -hmm. they have a boatload of picks, a boatload of prospects. They can make a move. They can bring people in. They have space. You know, I hear Kreider's name potentially being moved. I don't want to see that. No. No. I don't want to see that.
1: That's (laughs) Matt's guy.
3: I don't want to see that. I think if you have a top line of... Jad, Capo, and Kreider. That's gonna be those are some
1: big boys on the wing. That's gonna be a
3: big yeah. that's a big those are two bulls on the wing with a distributor in the middle that can also score. Yep. You know that'd be fun to watch. It would be fun to watch. And then with the second line, like you said, being maybe a Kratzov and a Buchnevich with with um shit, his name's escaping me. Who would be in Heel. the middle. Who? Edel. Heedle would be in the middle of that line, you know. I don't see Anderson, uh, Lea's Anderson, being a fourth wing center or you know a fourth line center. That's not why you drafted him either,
2: you know. Yeah, he, well, unfortunately, you know, he, he had the highest, you know, he was the most angel ready. You know, that was always the, the phrase coming out. He was the most talented, but he was the guy that you could put in and he would produce. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know if it's just adjusting to the North American lifestyle, the, the the playing of there, you know, plays in Hartford, goes to New York. He won't be back to Hartford. He's back in Hartford. That's the last time he's in Hartford. He's back there again. He finally gets called at the end of the year, but, you know, it, it really is frustrating to see him, you know, the higher pick of him in Hedl, and he's the one that's kind of struggling more. But he is still young. There is still time. But right now you guys got to see him as a third-line center for what he's produced so far.
3: Exactly. And, you know, here's another question now with the goaltending. You have Hank for another oh, couple of years. I don't want to answer this one. What?
2: <laughs> Would you? I don't want to answer this one. This is not a fun one.
3: Well, you know, it, it, this, but this is the this is what happens when you have so many prospects and you have the the talent to deal. You're not going to deal the Prince, so Storkin's here to stay. So, what right. do you do with Gorgiev?
2: Gorgiev, I think I think the best thing that they can do right now, Storkin starts. Or I don't know if you saw this. By the way, unrelated, not unrelated. Look like he changed his name, the spelling of his last name, like took the O out,
1: I oh, think. Oh, you know what? It's funny you say that because when I when I saw online that, that he officially signed and his name was not spelled the way you've been pronouncing it as Shostorkin, yeah, right. I'm like, what the fuck is he getting his O from?
2: Yeah, the O is, was on there and now it's Igor Shostorkin. So I don't know if he's making it more Americanized so he can say it
1: easier. I mean Sam's gonna have a difficult time either way of trying to pronounce his oh, name with all these Europeans coming on you know. Russian, Russian tinkering already. <laughs> Russian yeah. tinkering. Right. But uh yeah,
2: I mean I think you let Igor stay in, in Hartford get a speed wet there if he's dominating. You know, I think gorgiev has thirty seven or thirty six games that he can play before um if he goes to that thirty seventh game he'll be way we we're eligible, you can move him up and down between Hartford and and New York. And I'm hoping that they kinda of do like a platoon between the two of them, you know, getting time at Hartford and getting time, you know, to give Hank relief. Because uh-huh. I think you gotta wait Hank down, you know, his starts and as good as Hank has been, Gorgiev, you know, did look better down yeah. the stretch of, of this past year. So but I, that... I, I think you gotta see what you have in Gorgiev. I think if he shows so much, maybe you treat him at the deadline if, you know, there's they're, they're on the edge there, Shostorkin gets the, you know, the nod as a backup or, you know, even takes over some starts Hank. But I think they want to go with Hank passing the baton to Shostorkin. And Gorgiev is a wild card of, can he produce, can we, you know, use him as bait or can we use him as a player to kind of have a three-goalie tandem, which Islanders tried a couple years ago, it was a... Nightmare, yeah. but maybe we'll see if
1: they can manage a little bit better. It's just it all depends on how Storkin really does. If he if he's going to live up to the hype, mm-hmm.
3: you know. I mean, he was he was lights out in the KHL last year. Oh yeah, lights out. And you know what? I think that my take on it is is that, like you said, the plan right now is to pass the baton to Mm-hmm. and Gorgiev is the wild card. Now, I think the reason why. Gorgiev was so hot was because he was getting regular minutes at the end of the season to see what they had in him. Yeah, I could be too. And I think that's why Hank struggled, was because he wasn't getting... You know, when you don't play, and you get you play twice a week when you're used to playing four times a week or three times a week, you know, it really doesn't affect your your sharpness and your, and, your, and your ability to play consistently. And I don't think that's a sign of age. You know, I think Hank still has it. Hank showed it in the first half of the season. He was an all-star. You know, I think that Hank... Is the guy for the next couple of years, and I think that. Just- How much or- long do
1: you think he has? You know, of, of of like good solid play.
3: Well, the thing about Hank is that he's a positional goalie, and as long as he's in the right position, he can stop the puck. Um, and I think he's got another three years of of competitive, good hockey. Oh. He's not going to win a Vezina. No, no, no. But he's going to be so look it's a, a solid He's a goalie you want in the playoffs still.
1: Okay. Now, Shastorkin, how old is he, Matt? Do you know?
3: I
2: think he's 19.
1: No, I don't think he's that no, uh, that no, he's, young.
2: He's he's born in 95. Or basically 96. He he's born in December
3: 30th, 1995. So,
1: 24, <laughs> he's going to be 24 at the end of the year. Okay. All right. So like young, but not well, that's all... That's Hank was 24. When that's, yeah. right, that's true, yeah. You so, know, yeah. and I just, I just would like to get this guy going quickly. And, like, you know, you said Hank's got three years left, and that's great.
3: 21-22 is the final year of his contract.
0: Right. Oh, okay.
1: All right. So I he's mean, got two years left yeah, on that deal. Two years left on the deal, and, and, you know, hopefully...
3: You know, I mean, he's, what, 36? He'll be 37, or he's 37 now? So... You know, like I said, Brodor did it. Brodor made a cup a cup run. Yeah, when he was forty. You and know,
2: Dean,
1: Dean cheering him out on, on the shore. Never forget.
2: Uh, you know what? I had the photo. I didn't. I was the better man. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't take the the screenshot and send it to the group.
1: So so uh, Puma. Yeah. Gets
2: yeah, on the backstory.
1: Yeah. So our our friend Dean. I don't know if I, I know you've never met him, but I don't know if if I've ever mentioned him no. to you. But he's in our he's in our group at the Italian club from Penn State. Um, nice guy. Like you know. He he knows his he knows sports, not like Matt though, but like he knows his shit. However, he's from Jersey. Okay. Ugh. Lives so, hey, still lives there. back at uh still lives back at Penn State.
3: Okay. So he's like the Tom Green of Road Trip.
1: Yeah, sure. And uh so anyway, when when the Devils made that run that you just mentioned, we all uh ISS crew took a trip to Matt's wife's uh, Shore House in the Tom's River, and we were watching the game. And Dean, he won that jersey right on the boardwalk.
2: No, he didn't. He spent like forty dollars.
1: Okay, so he, get- he spent forty dollars on like a claw game trying to get a Kovalchuk jersey. Okay, on the on the fucking Devils. He's watching games, getting all into it. And we're like, all right, yeah, Dean's Dean's like the New Jersey guy. He's he's a Devils fan. I don't know when this happened. A couple years later the Bruins made that run and he's wearing a fucking Bruins jersey cheering for the Bruins and we're all like what the fuck so he's a front runner
2: no his wife or his fiance so his wife to be yeah. he's a Bruins fan right so oh.
1: so he's like I, I just he's like I wasn't really big into hockey anyway I was that year so he sized with the with the Bruins um but it's it's funny because in our in our group Austin Austin's like Austin's a fucking loyal Fan to shitty teams. Mm. All right. But you got you to gotta like, you got to respect that. Of course. All right?
3: And you, I respect, I really respect that.
1: So, um, he's, he's a big Flyers fan. I was all Philly, Philly, everything. Okay. And he calls him out all the time. And now it gets, it gets more heated with soccer talk. Because, because Matt's a fan of Roma. All right. Based out of Rome. Austin's a fan of Lazio. Lazio is the region that Rome is in. Big rivalry. All right. Roma, better team than Lazio. Lazio underperforms all the time. Dean is a fan of Juventus, which I know you've heard of them. hmm They're, I don't even know if there's a team uh, that you can compare them to in American sports that they just literally, they win, what was it, eight in a row now, Matt? I don't get, I've lost count.
2: I don't give a shit anymore with I, I, them. I'm
1: pretty I'm sure, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they've won the, the Italian uh, league eight years in a row, Puma. And they've done it like dominating. No, no, okay. All right. No, not not every no, year. Not not every no, year. No, not not every not, year. Not every year. Shortchanging my team
2: now. I don't like that. Not
1: every year. Not every year. Oh, here we go. Not here we year. go. Um, but anyway, so like, Dean Dean is a fan of that team out of nowhere. I mean, not out of nowhere, but he, he started following soccer because like we all follow soccer, and he shows
2: LeBron decision process. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and
1: and yeah, that's another thing. Dean Dean is was a fan of the Heat when LeBron moved to the Heat. Uh, he's, still, he's still a fan of the Heat. I know, I know. I gotta respect him. Yeah, I know, I know. He's still a fan of the Heat. Thank God he didn't become like a fucking Laker fan or Cav fan. So anyway, that's my little... Anecdotal. That's my little uh, tangent right there about the Bruins.
3: But, um... But yeah. I mean, listen. It, back to the whole goaltending thing. It's, it's... It's a good problem to have. It's fucking hot in here. Right? But at the same time, it's a problem where you're gonna see somebody either... Pushed out, traded. You're not. I don't think Hank's going to get traded. I really believe Hank's going to be a forever Ranger. No, I He's hope.
2: Not. I hope he doesn't. that I really sheep. don't see it. He's already said I'm not. I'm not moving. I'm not waving my new moment. He says I want to be here. This is where I want to be, and I respect that. I love it. Yeah, I love it. that. I love it.
3: You know, and I, like I said, I really think that it's a good problem to have. Now with the draft coming, you know, we've talked about the playoffs. You know, we didn't really talk about the Avalanche-Shark series. That's a three-two series.
2: That's a wild series. You know, that is a wild series. Watch.
3: It is a wild series. You know, um, game six. That the game game six is tonight for the Dallas series. So we'll find out right now where if we're going to get that first round pick tonight. Mm-hmm. I hope that it happens. I really do. They're in Dallas. Yeah. So they're in Dallas. They're they're in Dallas so this is the game to do it. If if Dallas doesn't do it tonight, I don't. Do you can you see them going to St. Louis and winning a game seven? I,
2: I think so because the way that they played in game five. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched that game, but they they came out and they uh, got timely goals. You know, it, it's so wild seeing you know Spetsa playing a reserve fourth line center role, and he scores the big goal in the beginning. And uh, Bishop was really playing you know well, but uh, he is prone to mental mistakes. We've seen that you know you with the Lightning, who's uh, playing lights out, shut out up into the third period, and then he tries to play the puck in front of the net whiffs signed it completely, Live Schwartz wide open the net, and he, he goes top shelf, uh, you know, make it a little more interesting because it was 2 nothing at that point. But, uh, you know, he, he clamped down, shut the doors, and, and it was 2-1. The issue that I, I could see with the Stars is Bishop's health. Bishop's always been injury-prone. You know, he, he's a big guy as it is, and when he falls down, you know, it's kind of awkward to brace himself with people falling on him. So he has been banged up a little bit in this series, you know, taking knocks here and there and scrums in front of the net. Uh, it's something to watch out. In, in tonight, in today's game, but uh, the way that Dallas played in, in the first two periods really compact. You know, we, we talked about it earlier when I was on before. You know, that they're a defensive team, but they're getting the timely scoring. The defensemen are are, are jumping in. Uh, you know, Klimberg's playing really well. They got a young defensive core that, that's really contributing and and it's really helping out. Uh, the Stars getting some scoring where they really weren't expecting it from. So, uh, you know, their penalty kill has been, yeah, I think, some of the like 93% of the playoffs, which is just banana land crazy. But, um, you know, they're playing really well, and, it, and it's fun to watch them and cheer them on, you know, have have a team still in our uh, interests.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like you said, every wildcard team is in our interest too.
2: <laughs> yep, exactly.
3: You know, so I would love to see, you know, like if – so it's like a double whammy if you think about it. If Dallas wins, we get that first pick from Dallas – and we move up another spot because they're a wild card team as well.
2: Exactly, it goes right now. It's at twenty. Uh, it could be nineteen by the end of the day. And if Columbus pulls the rabbit out of the hat, it goes up to eighteen. Dude, that's crazy. And
3: if if the Avalanche win too, yeah. So you know, so it's 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 like I said, it's a great time to be a Ranger fan because there's so many things that that are breaking our way, and we can definitely, um, you know. Watch with interest because it's it's not just um, us hoping one team doesn't get it because we don't like them. It's, you know, helping our team in the long run.
2: Um, right. And it, it, I will say, I love watching play a hockey.
3: Oh, of course.
1: I love and,
2: it. The best. And it's the best. And it's also the best when you have no stress levels in there because oh. your team's at, not in it. I, sure. It sucks the Rangers aren't it, Don't get me wrong. But watching the back and forth from that Bruins game last night, Columbus comes in get some goals, takes mm. the lead, Bruins come back, and then score at the end of the, of the game to, to win. It was just insane to watch. Yeah.
1: No, I, This is a good segue because I always feel that NHL playoffs, and I'm more of a basketball fan than I am hockey, I'll say that, but the NBA playoffs just don't really do it for me it's as much as, as, much as the, the Stanley Cup playoffs are doing it for me. But with that being said, I know you you said you haven't really been watching much basketball. What What have you been watching so far?
2: So I'll tell you this: I have I have seen some games. I, I did watch that four overtime game uh, the other night. I was I had double screen again going. I had Fortnite on the big TV and, and I had uh, <laughs> the uh, the the game on the on the small TV, which which was fun to watch. Um, you know, anytime I, I had you know flashbacks to that uh, UConn Syracuse game in the oh, the Big East tournament. God, uh, going at six overtimes, but uh, it, it was fun to watch. But the thing that really just Pisses me off. Did you see what Cantor tweeted out after the game?
1: No, no, he's was, dude. He's a fucking. He's a he's a dude, maniac.
2: I unfollowed him. I he pissed me off. Like I understand he, he has this political thing. I, I I support him in that. But he's just so much of a freaking crybaby. What do you and say, complainer. Dude, he took a he had someone take a video of him on a trainer's table, like hands over head, like oh my god, and then the whatever Dan takes, and then even Evan Turner called him
1: out and said, "This is a little bit much." He quote tweeted him, his Wait, own teammate. I was gonna say,
2: Evan Turner's on the on the. Teams. Yeah, wow, exactly.
1: Did he get hurt like, in that? He 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 hurt he's in that playing. Game? No, he's
3: he playing with a separated shoulder. He
2: played the
1: whole game. Wow, and he's playing with a separated shoulder. Yeah, no, he is. He is very over the top, and like I know exactly what you mean. When he, I liked him when he was on the Knicks. I felt like he brought uh, a flare. He, yeah, but yeah. like he brought like a mean streak to the Star. Knicks. Like, yeah. like he was like a big. F- bruiser for them, you know. Um yeah, you know like, like not- play defense for shit. Yeah, no, know, yeah, I but like who really can, to be honest with you? Oh, uh, Mitchell, my boy Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, I, my know, I know, Jack, I know. Th- <laughs> don't let me don't don't bring him up because I I fucking I made a big trade in in my fantasy basketball league where I ended up getting LeBron and Mitch Robinson when he was first playing with the Knicks who when he was just getting like 6 points a game, like 7 rebounds, he wasn't really doing much. And I was like, he's not producing enough for me to keep him. So I dropped him. And then he wow. just, he just fucking went off. Like he was getting double doubles in hey, like six blocks a game. Yeah. Bad. Bad move. Bad move. Other than that, though, I had a pretty solid fantasy sports year winning, winning football, almost winning March Madness with my Texas Tech t- pick. Um, I won't bring that up because it's sensitive to you.
3: Almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades.
1: Anyway, um, but But. NBA playoffs, you got the Rockets beat the Warriors last night. And that series is 2-1 in favor of Golden State. And you got got the Sixers beating the fucking Raptors right now, 2-1. Austin's jumping for joy. And Portland, dude. Portland's up 2-1 on the Nuggets. And that's a series, I think, that... Even though the Nuggets had such a good year this year, with you know players like uh, Jokic and uh, Murray, uh-huh. bah, everyone says it, and I've been saying this shit for a long time. Portland's backcourt is probably the most underappreciated. I mean, I think they're getting the, the recognition now because they're they're lighting it up in the playoffs. But Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum have been doing this for fucking a couple of years now. It's not it's not anything new. They're killing it. Mm-hmm. they um, fun to watch. Yeah, dude. Like, they're, they're both guys that can shoot from anywhere. They can hit any kind of shot, take over game at any moment. And then Portland's got some other like key role players. Like, Cantor, you know, he is a, a lunatic, but he is a solid player for them. And uh, who else am I? Evan Turner, like, just a good, solid premier defender. He'll give Mo you... Moe Harkless. Yeah, Moe. Yeah, big Mo. Oh, boy. Um... But let's, let's talk about Austin's boy, Embiid, for a second. He, what was it? It was, uh, I think it was game game two. I think they lost game two. And he really shit the bed. And I was just saying to myself, I, I feel like this, I knew this was going to happen. Uh, he's just not coming through when they need him. And in game three, I think he lit it up. He, he he was getting. He, I think he had like four blocks a game, double double. But
2: yeah, he it was uh, game game two. They actually did one. But yeah, he was showing shot two for seven on, uh, oh, on that, that second game.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, that was it. He was he was really yeah. Twelve Jimmy, points. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I think Jimmy Butler carried him. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what's the other one? Bucks. Bucks. Celtics. Yeah. And what's that at? I don't even know.
2: Two one bucks. They uh, they just won last night.
1: Two one bucks. Who's yeah. gonna come out of there?
2: Dude, that, I mean, I think the East is probably, you know, this was the round that's going to be the most fun to watch. Yeah. you got the four, the four giants of, quote-unquote, giants of the East that, you know, all kind of collectively had the, the best shot of, right. of representing the East, which I'm happy about. But that Bucs-Celtics, every time I, like, I want to, you know, living in New Jersey, I, I have that ability to, to bet, you know, legally with uh-huh. the sports books, And every time I'm like, oh, you know, I'm able to take action, and I'm like, I have no idea how this game's going to go. You know, I, I feel good about the Bucks one day. To come out and win. I was like, no way, Boston's at home. Bucks take a game there, yeah. and it's fun to watch. You know, you got Giannis versus Kyrie. You got the, the Celtics supporting cast around them, the young team that they have. Uh, the Bucks just shooting a million threes. I know. Um, I know. So it's it, it's fun to see. You know, if the Bucks are on, they're tough to beat. But uh, I, I think the Celtics come out of this series. I think that they got the more well-rounded, deeper team hmm. that can can go if it is a dog fight the distance. I think. Boss would be better equipped. Yeah. Look, you got Gordon Hayward coming off the bench, the guy that they were really excited about signing last year. I know. What the um, fuck?
1: I can't believe he's coming off the so. bench, but he's he's, no, a, he's not he's
2: playing well. He's not playing well, but if he if he can catch fire, you know, somehow, you know, find some playoff magic, yeah, that's another weapon they can have. Exactly. Coming, you know, playing some minutes. Exactly.
1: Um, I said this to Puma last week that the first round was was. Was baloney. I didn't give two shits ass. about it. Yeah. It was
2: an ass fest. You don't want to to watch it.
1: <laughs> but this, this second round now. This is when. This is what I like. I wish I just got rid of the first round entirely and just started with the second round because this is best of five. Yeah these these were these are the it. teams that everyone wanted to see because this is what everyone knew was going to happen. Everyone said, oh the Rockets Warriors that's going to be a great matchup. Uh, like you said, the big the the quote unquote big four of the East. Those are the only teams that mattered in the East. No one gave two shits about the Nets the Magic. And everyone else, too. Yep. I don't care about that. But it should be good. We got uh, who we got today. We got Raptors, Sixers, and Nuggets, Blazers today. So that mm-hmm. that should be good. But
2: it'd be interesting to see the the hangover from that four overtime game. Who comes out fresher and who's you know oh, competing?
1: Yeah, with Portland. Yeah, I know that's true. Um, so I heard yesterday that the Knicks. I don't know if you heard this. The Knicks were fourth favorite to win the East. Or the win, or to win the NBA title next year, or something like that.
2: They're sixteen to one right now to win the twenty twenty final.
1: To win the final, right? That's pretty. Yeah. And that's nothing's happened. <laughs> so,
2: oh, no, you know, nothing's happened, but you know, some, everyone's right. hinting at, at you know. A Somebody, knows Somebody knows something.
1: Somebody knows something. He's the
2: biggest favorite to come here.
1: I think yeah. So, so so was like that? that's going off of KD coming here, right? Yep. You think they just get KD or they get someone else?
2: I would. I mean, everyone's fantasy is Kyrie, KD, Zion, right? That would that would be the next instant big three, makes them favorites in the East. Um, realistically, knowing as a Knicks fan, I'm expecting a Jimmy Butler, Kemba Walker combo, something like that, something where like yeah. you get good players, but they're not the superstars. Look, right. On, on certain days, Kemba is a superstar; you can't stop him. So, on certain days, Jimmy Butler does everything. Right. So, Jimmy Butler takes the freaking third team. Bidding some Timberwolves and just beats the shit out of the first team Minnesota since trading. Like, that's the kind of guy that he is, right? Right, right. Player that he can be. But, you know, are, are both going to get the more of that edge? No, not with this dog shit that they have right now. <laughs> but if you put the superstar in there with Katie, if you get another superstar, Kyrie, yeah, then I could see them, you know, win the East. No, no shit. They should. But I'm not going to get my expectations up. I always temper them right now. I've learned that in my 28, to be 29 years now. As a sports fan, keep the low expectations, and you won't be disappointed. It's true.
1: I, though, I would rather see um, Kemba over Kyrie. Okay. I, I'd rather have KD Kemba instead of KD Kyrie. And that's only – the only reason is because – I mean, you look at the numbers. are pretty similar. I think Kyrie's slightly um, has the edge over Kemba,
2: but not much. Uh, I wouldn't say slightly. It's They're two different players, but if you say what player would you want, I'm taking Kyrie 10 times out of I'm,
1: ten, I'm right? talking strictly just number-wise. If you look at stats, I'm, I think that Kyrie just slightly outdoes him. But like with, the, with an eye test, right? a lot of people are going to go Kyrie over Kemba, and I agree 100%. But the only reason why I would rather have Kemba here is because Kemba's a true New York guy. He's, uh, of he's, course. Yep. He's a Bronx guy. And Kyrie, yeah, he's from Jersey, and that's great, but there is a difference whether you're from just outside of New York City in Jersey, or you're in the heart of fucking New York City. Let alone a a, a borough like the Bronx. You know, it's not like he grew up in some some neighborhood in Manhattan. Like this guy is from the fucking Bronx, and when he when he came to um, MSG for the Big East tournament, like you mentioned before, he balled up, Mm -hmm. and I think that. Is an X factor that will make him perform above his 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 own expectations and everyone else's. Like having that hometown uh, advantage behind him, I think it'll just be amazing. I would love to see it just from that reason. So, Kemba KD for me, and hopefully they get fucking Zion. I mean, like you said, being a Knicks fan and being the Knicks being the Knicks, they're not gonna gonna get they're not gonna get him. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's what it is. They're going to get
1: the fifth pick and they're going to draft some fucking dude from, like, Estonia who's never going to make his way over here, and then they're going to shit the bed.
2: Yeah, we said that about Porzinga, so um, we we're kind of wrong about that. But oh, I yeah. will. I yeah. will. It was a long, hard road that we had for the Knicks. They were fun to watch at times. You know, it's fun to watch young guys. Yeah,
1: no, I like, I like that the young guys played. I like that. That's, f- right. I have no problem with them. Like, I wasn't expecting anything this year, so to see them playing. <laughs> That's 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 a good and I love Dennis Smith Junior. I think that getting him in that trade was was huge. And DeAndre Jordan's uh influence on Mitchell Robinson has has made him the player that he's becoming so far.
2: Right. I love DeAndre Jordan. I I was always hoping he'd become a Nick, but I always am a sucker for it. The, the big centers that just block the shit everyone get rebounds because yeah. I see myself in them so that's why I play basketball so so that's I'm always like I, I'm always trying to save the center position from dying so yeah. you when know, I can see guys like this that are, that'll just live to play defense that's you know yeah. if I could build a team it'd be Tony Allen you know uh, fucking uh, Mitchell Robinson, DeAndre Jordan, uh, <laughs> anyone else that wants to play some Malik Rose, just junkyard dogs that are gonna Blank. be in your face and play good defense. Malik Rose, we'll win. We'll win twenty to fifteen. Nice Big Ten scores. Jesus
1: Christ. Um, yeah. No, that's 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 good. Um, before I think Puma wants to get on with something, but before we get him, uh, real quick, let's talk, while I got a soccer guy here.
3: I want to had something about the NBA before we switched to soccer. Oh, okay. Because, you know, we've gone silent. You know, this is like you said, NHL was my thing, NBA is yours. <laughs> That's, um, fine. That's fine. The one thing I will say about the NBA playoffs is the fact that I don't know if you've really seen it. You've seen it in the first round in the NHL with the whole cross check in the Vegas series. But right. did you see what the Rockets did after they lost that first game with the refs?
2: Oh, they were complaining about that uh, Harden didn't get the landing foul and then Paul Lawson got teed up and kicked out of the game.
3: Well, yeah. Well, this is the thing that, you know, I don't watch the NBA playoffs. You know, I think the last basketball game I've watched was when that Game 7 with Cleveland and Golden State when Cleveland ended up winning. 2016, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't really sat down and watched basketball. Plus, you know, being a Knicks fan, I'm an in-closet Knicks fan. I don't really tell anybody. <laughs> we
2: but, until we get competitive again.
3: Exactly, but I'm not a front runner. I'm still a Knicks fan. I still follow them. But
2: right.
3: it's crazy to me that the Rockets would come out and release a statement saying that in Game Seven of last year's playoffs they missed eighty calls that could have cost them this, that cost them the series. I don't see yeah. teams in the NHL doing that.
2: Yeah,
3: and it's,
2: it's, it's, it's not a good league for that.
3: No, and it's not for me. It's 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 like okay, well. You know, I like the grittiness of hockey. I like the 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 that hockey is in your face and it's it's passionate. And I'm not saying that, that these guys in the playoffs for basketball aren't passionate,
1: but it's just it's go in, do your job, whatever happens, happens exactly. And you move on.
3: You know, like in the NFL, it's the same thing. Now they made the change so that the PI is is reviewable because of what happened with the Saints. You know, now you kind of see these games being ref differently because they complained. You know, it take that takes it away from me. I don't know if it takes away something for you, but no, it just takes no, it away. I,
1: I agree. Like but even even the NFL with all these all these rule changes and all these, um, these opportunities to to scrutinize every call, it slows the game down. And that's not the thing that bothers me. It's the fact that you know, everybody is trying to manipulate the game or the outcome of the game in their favor through the referees and through all these calls. The NHL, you're right. Like, me being being a uh, very on-the-surface hockey fan, I even notice it. I I, I think, I mean, I, I always say all the time that I feel like the NHL playoffs progress a lot faster than the NBA playoffs. I think the NBA teams take more rest. Am I am I right in saying that, or, or is that?
2: Uh, I think the, if they do have the extra day, it's always offset by the fact that you have no competitive series in the first round. You saw, like, what, how many sweeps in the first round for hockey? One.
1: And then you saw how many for basketball? Right. Five. Right. So. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah, I just, I just, that's why I love hockey for that, that reason. Besides the game itself, it's, there's no complaining. There's no real big <sighs> argument arguing with, with calls and stuff like that. They go yeah, in. I, I disagree with that. I will, you will see players give it to refs,
2: um. But I will say the difference you won't see is after the game. Right. You won't see the complaining after the game. Right. Fight, you, know, the you see it when it
1: happens. Exactly. And that's like fine. Like, in the, the, game, the game, is, is
3: fine. You know, I mean, not for nothing, too, that that penalty in the Vegas series and the San Jose series with Pavelski, mm-hmm. Pavelski still hurt, and he was bleeding out of the top of his head. You know, right. I can see that being a major penalty. But at the same time, Vegas isn't coming around saying, oh, well, we got to make that reviewable. Oh, You know, you fucked us, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's Okay. You know, it happened. We're not happy about it, but we move on. You know, it's not, oh, here is a list of 80 calls that you guys missed last year.
2: Right. You know, that that is such a bizarre thing to bring up, like, from last year. If you brought it up, like, two days after, fair. I could see being bitter about it and and, and having, but bringing up the fact that you're planning the next year and bring up last year's calls, what are we doing here? Yeah. Come on. I know. Get on with the game. Forget about it. You don't even have some of the guys on the team anymore. What, what? <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, Exactly. You know, and... and I walk through that door? It kind of... You know, I know we, we're not going to get there yet. I don't know if you watched the Kentucky Derby yesterday, but this kind of ties Uh-oh. into the Kentucky Derby. Yep. You know, yeah, I but... Did. I know Chance has a soccer question before we get into the Kentucky Derby.
1: Yeah, right. it's just a quick, quick soccer talk. We're going kick, to kick it around a little bit. So, I'll go back to sleep. Yeah. Um, No, just... I, I, I predicted yesterday that Fiorentina would tie Empoli 1-1. Instead... Uh. Instead, I'm they sorry l- for your loss. dude, they fucking suck. <laughs> why? Why are they so bad?
2: Uh, it's I don't bad get it. That you're a hot and cold team with more cold than hot, so you're like that when like soup sits out for a little while and like it's not really you can still eat it, but it's not very good. It's yeah. like kind of like any little spice, a little spicy, something to heat it up. That's why you got to get a new manager, but we, some new players. keep the We just we had. just got a new manager. Yeah, I know, but it's got to be a time. It's not like a it's not miracle, girl. you got to, like, give it some time. I know. I know. I just don't get it. So,
1: um, I don't know what ha- ended up happening with the Lazio-Atalanta game.
2: Oh, Lazio, you know, they scored the first goal. They, they scored in the, in the third minute. Austin's going to be super excited about this. Now, Puma, <laughs> tell me about this. Your favorite team is out of contention, right? The Yankees are out of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, God, here we go.
2: And yes. Would you? would you – there's still something to play for. They could still get a potential, you know, wild card spot. You know, they got to get something to fall into them. But would you fall? Would you rub? Have someone have you sit down, rub your belly, patch you in the head, and get your ass kicked so that it would prevent Boston from getting another wild card spot too? And cheer actively against the Yankees and boo your own team. Yes or no?
3: I think the answer every friggin' time is no.
2: Okay, thank you. But. <laughs> our friend Austin here is very much rooting against his team and cursing at his, I mean, he does it, but the fans that he associates with will boo and curse and threaten their own players to throw the game. Sick, sick stuff.
3: But for what reason, though? What are they getting because, out of it?
2: Because it prevents Roma, my team, from getting a Champions League spot. It's, you know, the more money. It's like playing in the NCAA tournament or the NIT. Lazio's playing in the NIT because they're Small baller team, and Roma's playing for you know the chance of playing Champions League, where you know they make some noise.
3: You know, in my opinion, I think that they need to get a life.
2: Yeah, you know, well, you know, you know, their life is uh, being very fascist and right wing <laughs> and cursing at women, and that's that's what they stand for. But that's could not be my team. Not be a racist. That's what they are. Not my team.
1: Wait, so wait. What's the actual situation here? If Lazio won,
2: they. It would have helped Roma because Atalanta a point above Roma right now for fourth. Oh, okay. And so they scored the first goal. And of course, oh, wow, an own goal. Wow. They're very, very interesting that they give up an own goal to ah, Atalanta.
1: Fucking Italian soccer is so corrupt.
2: But it's fun to watch. I mean, it, it's our corruptness. It That's is. what we love.
1: It's true. Wait, uh, did Roma play yet or no? They play tomorrow. Uh,
2: they play in uh, an hour. Oh, they play soon. Who are they playing? Genoa.
3: You know, the only thing I will say is that, you know, with the corruptness and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's, I can't bring myself to, I could have a team if they're terrible and they're not contending and say, hey, tank, I don't mind you losing to get the draft pick or, you know, to set it up. But in when you're contending and you got that chance, why the hell would you want, just because you don't want another team to make the playoffs? It's like the Yankees losing a game so the Red Sox don't get in. Like, right. I I can't bring myself to do that. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and yell at Aaron Judge to strike out yes, just that's because. That's exactly what
2: it would be. That's exactly what it would be. And and God forbid he tries to you know make a throw a guy out at second base or you know get the stretch a single to a double. No,
3: not on know, their watch. Yeah, no, I I can't see that, and I I could never see myself doing that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can never see it. It's just asinine to think why why would you why, why root for that team to begin with? I understand it's your rival. I understand you don't want to see them in there, but you know what? If the way I can see it is if Roma gets to the Champions League and it all works out, then it's a good day for Italian soccer in the sense they're getting some more publicity and they have a team in no, one no, of the no, upper champ. No, no, upper, no, no, I don't no, watch soccer like so I'll that. Tell, so I'm I'll, just, tell
1: you, I'll tell you how it works. I'm just so, saying how I feel. I'll tell you how it works. I have so, a lot of feelings. It's not that it's not that uh, Italian soccer is going to get more publicity. Every league is guaranteed a certain number of spots in both the Champions League and the, the UEFA League. a um, Europa League, sorry. Um, depending on how you do, like the winner of the league obviously qualifies for Champions League because they won the league. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the next, was it top three or top four, Matt?
2: For Italian League, it's
1: four now. Okay, so like the top four teams in that finish at the end of the year get a Champions League spot. So like Matt was saying, that's more money, which Mm -hmm. is good. Like you want smaller teams like, like a Lazio, right? They don't, they don't get a lot of money. I mean, there's a whole, that's a whole nother fucking thing with the stadium and all that other shit, Mm -hmm. but you you want every chance you get to make more money. Now you get the Europa League, you get some money, but you don't get as much. And then if you don't make shit, you don't get dick, right? Right. Like Fiorentina, they don't get shit and they're just going to continue being shitty. Uh, selling all their fucking good young players like I got I just got that Chiesa jersey I knew he's probably going to be sold but I did it because he's <laughs> he, it. yeah he's just he originated on the team I love him I think he's a great player and he's he's a he's a future national national team player Um, but yeah that was my little thing about soccer uh, who, who wins Premier League
2: I mean right now you know Man City's got to hold serve they got to they got to win against Leicester it's tough to see them losing uh, I don't see Man City dropping points against Leicester or who, whoever they're playing. You know, the last week of the, of the season. The Liverpool gritty performance yesterday, coming back. Yeah. You know, from from the two-two draw that they had and, and, and scoring that winner with Rui just scoring massive goals this whole season. Yeah. Um, but you know, Salah's hurt now. You know, he, he looked done. You know, he, he got pretty concussed yesterday. <sighs> um, I don't know. I, at first, I said I would want Liverpool to win, but I, I just I don't know. It was the oil money thing with Man City. I couldn't stand that. But at the end of the day, I, I just don't like Liverpool. I really don't. I can't stand the, really? the fans. Dude, they took our two best players. The two of our best players. Like, uh, screw them. So, I don't yeah,
1: know. I, I, uh, share that, I share that hate with Salah. Because he, right. we, yeah. we we, resurged his, his career. And then you mm-hmm. guys helped propel him forward. But, right. yeah. I, I, I think I just want Liverpool to win just to see someone new. I, I just like seeing... Now, I like I like Jurgen Klopp. I like him as a coach. I think he's really, I think he's a cool. Uh,
2: he's he's, gotten, he, he's worn me out. He he complains too much. <laughs> His antics are getting old.
1: His antics are definitely getting old. Like cut this shit, but I, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I don't know. I just Man City like the, like the, the oil money. Like you said, it's just yeah, it's, it's bullshit. I guess well, this I is how this is how people feel about now. Yankee fans. I guess.
2: Yeah, I got I got start of sympathizing with the with these rumors that we're going to be bought by Qataris or Qataris I guess I don't know how you pronounce it now, <laughs> but
3: yeah. All right,
1: what would you want? Would you want to jump in?
3: There? All right, so now moving on. Um, we could talk about we're gonna let's talk about baseball. We'll save the Derby for. How we, how we doing for the last? Uh, we're we're good. We're good. Um, so baseball, Yankees are sitting in second place right now. Um. They're holding their head above water with all the injuries. Some guys are starting to come back. We got Andujar back yesterday. We got Lou Mayhew back yesterday. Hicks is on is on the on the return. Frazier is a couple of days away. Everybody's getting healthy. And How's Severino. The Yankees look good. They haven't really said much about Severino. You're not gonna see Severino until ah. July, if you see him at all. But like I said in the past, <clears throat> that's a blessing in disguise. Because now you're gonna have a fresh Severino for the second half of the season. Mm. Right. Uh, Paxton went on the DL with right knee inflammation. They're saying surprise, that he... surprised. Well, they're saying that, and Paxton said it himself, he got a cortisone shot. You know, it shouldn't be long. It should be the 10 days, and that's it. Um, you know, Luke Voigt is, doesn't look like Shane Spencer. Nope. He looks like he's producing. You know, I like what, um, you know, what the kids are doing. As Mike Ford, they sent optioned him down with Andujar coming back. Talkman has been holding his own for the most part at home, at least. He's you know,
1: you know, Matt. Did you know that Talkman went to high school with Brandon?
2: Yeah, no, he was texting me about
1: that. That's fucking a guy that we went to uh, Penn State. He was the president of our Italian club. Puma mm-hmm. went to high school. Was like friends. But he was. He stood in his wedding. Talkman. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Wow. Um. You know, other than you know, talking about the Yankees, Kluber got hit in the right, a, right forearm. He's got a. You know, broken arm, so he's going to be out for a while. That hurts the Indians. Um, You know, Tampa Bay.
2: I words. We don't say We don't say the I word. Oh.
3: You know, if if you if you get to know me, Matt, you know that I'm not one for political correctness. <laughs>
2: it's a joke, I know.
3: Um, you know, <laughs> uh, I think you know, I, I got some things to say about that. I don't know if you saw Avengers um, yet.
1: Oh God, wait, wait, we're going, we're going into this. No, 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 no.
3: I don't know if you saw Avengers yet, but that's on tap, and I have some things to say about that. Avengers. Avengers Endgame.
2: No, I, I, I have to play catch up. I watched three movies last weekend in the Marvel Universe. I'm still. Working my way towards uh, Endgame,
1: so. I have never seen any Avengers.
2: All right, well, you know what? Chance, there's the door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
3: I've seen, I've saw Endgame three times already.
2: Yeah, I, my brother, my brother's more on topic than I am, and he was like, you know, that that was his Christmas morning, Super Bowl, all wrapped into one. And I'm <laughs> i been doing my best, to stay away from spoilers,
3: you know. All um, right, so then I won't I won't spoil anything. Right, I I can still yeah. say what I want to say without spoiling it. Okay. Okay, I'm not I'm not that guy.
1: I, I haven't seen shit, but, but I was telling Puma, my, my like, fucking students, like eight, nine-year-olds, they don't know how to... How to they have no filter. Shit. They told right. me what happened. I'm like, oh, all right, thanks. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen it? I was like, no. Oh, well, sorry. Yeah, like, all I week. Re- I
2: already re- that. that that Ant-Man crawls up to Thanos' ass and expands <laughs> and that's how
3: he dies. Yeah, and then Elmo <laughs> comes in and saves the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what, what's what's funny is is all week in class. You know, I, my some of my students haven't seen it yet, so I'm like, if you don't do the work and shut up, I'm gonna spoil Endgame for you. And yes, they did all the work. Yes, there you
1: go. See, that's good. That's good fucking that's good. leverage right there. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, wait, Matt, you you're you're uh on tap with all a bunch of YouTube poop. Yeah, eat that. Let's go. Um, do you know uh, Nikki? Do you know this? I'll ask both of you at the same time. Do you know what Big Chungus is?
0: The chungus,
1: yeah. Big chungus. Do you know what big chungus is? Before? No, I don't know. All right, big so chungus I didn't is. know what big chungus was until. So I, I started a baseball unit in class and I gave, <laughs> I gave the kids a uh, the chance to, like, I give out jobs. It's called the sports ed model where you give kids, like, okay. jobs on the team and they're in charge of doing all the shit that okay. that job would be responsible for in real life. So we got the manager, the coach, the trainer, equipment manager, scorekeeper, and reporter. And I'm like, as a team, decorate a banner with, like, team name, a logo, sign it. So, you know, they're working hard and this and that. And I'm looking over, I see one team's like the baseball warriors. I'm like, oh, wow, that's cool. The, the logo is like, like a guy standing there with the bats crossing the next, like skull and crossbone style. Mm-hmm. They had the, the year it was established. Man. that's pretty creative. Then I go over to the next group and it says, Big Chungus and Motomoto. Moto. <laughs> I go, I go, <laughs> I go, what is Big Chungus? And they go, you don't know Big Chungus? All of a sudden That's
2: what I had to send you something. I know I sent you something about
1: big All chungus. of a sudden they just start singing this fucking song from Motomoto Moto. like I like them big. I like them chunky and they're all like dancing and they're just like Big Chungus, Big Chungus And I'm like, What the fuck is going on right now? So Big Chungus anyway, Pooh is is a fat, like Bugs Bunny.
3: Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) And I tried to look... So then... So the reason why I thought about this, Matt, is because I I tried to look up stuff on YouTube about Big Chungus. And I got Big Chungus and Thanos. And how... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and it was like a cheap, like, three... There it is. Big Chungus versus Thanos. And it was like a... (laughs) It was like a cheap 3D Chungus versus, uh, versus Thanos. And, like, Thanos tries to, like, kill him. And Chungus, like... Look at this, like, this is some shit you'd show me.
2: Oh, God, I I, I want to watch that after I've seen Endgame, but I'm definitely on... Uh,
1: no, this hate. doesn't tell this doesn't tell me anything. I've never seen shit.
2: Yeah, well, you don't know exactly, so you don't know if there's a spoiler there because you haven't seen it.
1: Ugh. Do you hear this?
2: Yes, I hear this, and I'm trying not to hear it because I know there's a spoiler going to be in there.
3: Fucking big chungus. So, so anyway, that's my that's my. That's so let's my let's thing. get back on track here. Let's Holy get back on track shit. here. So, um, uh, big chunkers. You better throw that shit. So up back uh, back to the video. back to the Back to too. the fact that you know, Kluber's out. Okay, we won't say the I word. The uh, Chiefs, the Indian Chiefs of the Ohio River. Yeah,
1: yeah that's a much better name. Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
3: you know, Chief Wahoo Wahoo. Um, they're not playing. Uh, the C's we'll call them because now they have C's on their hat. Um, yeah. uh lose their ace and thank god the Yankees didn't trade for him. Anyway, so right. what I want to get into is something that Matt actually just followed me, my personal account on Instagram. Oh hey. And we're getting serious now. We're getting serious now. <laughs> now there's something I do want to tell you, but I'll I'm gonna hold that for a minute and Chen's and I have had discussions about it. Um uh, sliding but, into the DMs. Yeah he's sli- <laughs> saw he slid into my DMs and I get some I get a thing on my phone and it says I think you'll like this so, yeah. I'm like, oh, this I is it. You like so I'm like, oh, what are you, you going to send me here? So, I get home and I open it and it's A-Rod. And I'm like, oh, okay, so what's going on here? A-Rod's talking about launch angle and and stuff like that. And the video, we posted it on our story uh, a couple of days ago. He's right. And you're you, you right, right up my alley. Oh. And it's so nice to have A-Rod in my corner to say launch angle is bullshit. And it's about getting backspin on the ball to create elevation and it's, it's and basic it, physics you know yep. and the thing that A-Rod said that you know it's funny I actually showed my varsity players that video yesterday before the game and they looked at me like in shock you know A-Rod <laughs> was even like if you want to swing like a Ferris wheel go play golf right. don't play baseball Yeah, and it's It's so nice to see that a guy prominent, a guy who hit over 660 home runs, a guy that. Just one of the best hitters in the game. Regarded
1: as one of the best players, hitters in the game ever.
3: Is preaching the same stuff that we've been preaching on this show. So I want to thank you for sending me that video, and I want to thank A Rod for backing up my stuff. Shout
1: out A Rod. Shout out to
3: Alex Rodriguez. I'm going to actually. You know what? When we release the episode, we should tag him in a post and see if we get him to respond. That would be fucking amazing. Imagine. But. That would that
1: would that would boost our ratings.
3: With with yeah, with, with Matt following me and with the whole thing that Chens and I were talking about and you know, we have Nikki here now as part of the team. We desperately wanted to get you as one of the hosts on this show. Because of the fact you know it, because of the fact you're into it, and because of the fact you know your stuff. But we were like, how are we gonna get this kid in studio? You know, from
1: I'm I'm holding this phone up for the whole time now. I can't do this every day.
3: <laughs> you know, we need to get like a phone holder so Chance can just flip it in. I
1: swear to God, while you guys were talking about hockey, I was think I was thinking about how I'm gonna fucking MacGyver this fucking phone up to the to the to the stand right here and clip like, it up, <laughs> clamp it on. You need a rubber band. Yeah, do I sw- Google it, bro? I am. I almost went to get one, but yeah.
3: So. So that's the whole baseball talk, you know, oh, just quick, quick <laughs> just quick. You know, like I said, it's, it's, it's May. That's baseball, Susan. It's May. It's early. Oh, you know, that
1: we're saying it's just May. It's just May. Jesus it's just, Christ. That's the segment.
2: It's just May.
3: You know, and the Yankees look good. They're, they're taking care of business with these players out. And you know what? I think that as these players come back, you'll see them start to elevate up the standings more and, and, you know, you have the Twins with the best record in baseball right now. I don't think that's going to stay. But, you know, I think the Yankees are are in a good spot with their current situation. Yeah, of course.
1: Considering how many... All their starters besides Torres and now, I guess, Andujar is back and Sanchez is back and Voit, Everyone else is, is out.
3: They have the highest total war of players on the disabled list. That's
1: crazy.
2: That's bananas. That's fucking
1: crazy.
3: You know they're paying more players to be hurt than they are to play the actual I, I game. I just hope
1: I hope that Herman can, can keep what he's doing pitching going. today. Yeah,
3: he's pitching I'm going today. to the game today pitching today pitching like today. Me and Nikki are going today to the game.
2: Are they gonna get rained out?
3: They got pushed back to 4:05 for this for the rain. Gotcha. So you know it's 11, It's 10 after 11. If I'm if I'm going to the game, I'm really cutting it close. Um. Right. So let's let's talk about the Derby. So we talked about. Review and how review is kind of her- holding sports right now. Um, I don't know if you bet the horses. I do. I bet the horses. And I do trifecta boxes. So what that means is that there's three, three, ho- three horses have to finish in the top three in any order to win. Right. And I had Maximum Security and I had Code of Honor who finished in the top three. And now you have this 64 to one odd horse finish second and second. Right. Right. Now, the race was amazing. Maximum Security wins the race from the gate to the finish line. He led the entire way. way. But now let's bring replay into it. He loses his lane. He cuts off a horse, slows the horse down, gets disqualified. Now the 64-1-odd to favor horse wins the Derby. Let me ask you this. Do you think that he should have been disqualified?
2: I think... Yes, I think because they even brought this up in the broadcast. If this was any Joe Schmo race on uh, a Thursday afternoon at the Aqueduct, it's getting disqualified. The fact of the matter is it's the Kentucky Derby. It's one of the biggest races in the year, every year, and it gets so much more attention. And do you want to take this purse away from, the, from this horse who was clearly the best horse, you know? White Randy Moss said he was the best horse, and I agreed with him. But, rules are rules. You have this they have this video review which i obviously no one no casual or novice fan or horse racing knew, um and you put these guys these stewards or whatever the hell they called them in this tough position to make a call where you're really changing like not just the course of the race a lot of money's changing hands right now right you know you got a lot of people on this like waiting on a whim like oh is it good is it not i thought it was great for horse racing in general because you know how many times you like, oh, the horse race is over in whatever a minute, and everyone just goes back to drinking at their parties that they have for Kentucky Derby. No one gives a shit. You know, my friends were at the bars yesterday, they're like, what the hell's going on? And I'm like, sitting there with my mom, like, holy shit, you seen this? She couldn't be bothered, obviously. It was, you know, fuck <laughs> that. But I was like, this is insane. I'm like texting people up, it's like, he's gonna get DQ'd, I think. And then it's like, DQ'd! But, you know, That's it was funny. awesome to see. But, you know, I think the, the more avid horse racing fan is probably a little upset that this video replay is coming into play affecting the sport. Um, But for me, as a casual fan that has gone to Belmont a handful of times, I loved it.
3: Yeah, I I actually disagree with... I don't think he should have been DQ'd only because if you watch the video when the infraction happened, Country House was already on the outside. And Mm -hmm. it didn't impede him to catch Maximum Security. If anything, it impeded the other horse. I think it was the right. one horse, right. um, Will of War. And Will of War ended up finishing in seventh anyway. Now, does that, does that because he got impeded? Maybe, maybe not. But Country House was already on the outside. There were two horses between him and Maximum Security. And he, Maximum Security still won the race by a length and a half. So, right. in with everything considered, I think that, even if the infraction didn't happen, I think maximum security still wins the race, and that's the only thing I can see. I like I said, you know, imagine if you place a two hundred dollar bet on country house, you know, you're taking home thirteen thousand dollars. Exactly.
2: You know, Drink some people with some
0: drinks.
3: Exactly, and you know, I, like I said, with the top three happening the way it did, I had no say. You know, I didn't have the official results were twenty, thirteen, and eight. I didn't have 2013 and 8. I had 5, 7, and 13. So I still needed Improbable to finish in the top three. He finished in fourth overall. But the thing I I think I'm going to say is watch Maximum Security win the Preakness and the Belmont now.
2: Right. Yeah, the big fuck you.
3: Exactly. You know, do you really think Country House is going to have a shot at the Triple Crown? You know, Belmont, the reason why people want to go to Belmont is because of the... You know, you had the Triple Crown winner last year. You had American Pharaoh a couple of years ago. You know, it's the Triple Crown. If Country House doesn't win the Preakness, the trip to Belmont means nothing.
2: I disagree. It's about being in a crowded area with no cell service and getting broken up with your friends trying to find them. That's the reason <laughs> why people go to
3: Belmont. You know, I want to go to Belmont. I I really want to experience it. I heard it's an experience of a lifetime. But my first time at Belmont, I would want it to be for a Triple Crown.
2: Yeah. It's, I, I've been lucky enough to see both Justify and American Pharaoh at Belmont when it happened. Um, it is pretty crazy. You definitely do see the difference when it's a Triple Crown year as opposed to a non-Triple Crown year. Um, you know, you can definitely see the difference in the number of people getting in and out a lot easier. Uh, but it is... I, I think I'm retired now from doing it. Um, not, not, nothing to do with married and killing them away. the way. It's more of like I can't deal with the bullshit of just all these people and being hot and in the enclosed area with people you gotta see it at least once i definitely recommend it i've been there uh even on a non belmont day uh just a regular saturday i want something back in high school like a day at belmont and i got to see all the horses like warming up and stuff like that it's really cool i definitely recommend it but um you know all depends on but the- if you have good weather i'd say go for it and i think uh It's definitely something you got to experience,
0: you know, knowing that you do bet the way you do. It's definitely a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I heard that it's a lot of fun. I heard that it's um, something that you need, like it's a bucket list thing. You need to do it. Um, You know, I'm trying to find the the early odds for the Preakness. I don't think they're going to come out with them yet. I think it's still too early. But I just want to see what they have Country House's odds at. Because you know you can spend the thing about the Belmont is that if you get it if you get the tickets early you can get a general admission ticket for fifteen bucks. Yep. You know it, it's worth it. Yeah. But you know I don't know like I said I think that with the whole with the whole the whole the whole shenanigans and the whole thing that happened you know I can see where the DQ happened and why they made the decision but at the same time you know just looking at the video for myself and being a casual fan and just seeing that the winner of the horse was on the outside and wasn't the one that was impeded, I can see why people would disagree with it.
2: But didn't the, isn't it like some one of the horses brought up the objection, but it wasn't necessarily the horse that was in line to win. I think they... Uh, Kermit and Runk, so I'm, you know this was new to me. If they brought it up, it's kind of encompassing anything that had happened, not just impacting that one horse. Um...
3: I think I think Bull of War objected. I think there were two objections.
2: Right.
3: You know, and um you know, I mean, it is what it is at this point. And you know, I have I know friends that had maximum security winning the race and putting a lot of money on and losing a lot of money because of the change. Um and I know people who won who had country house who took a flyer on him and it was funny because when they showed him on TV before the race, I was sitting with my girlfriend and I was like he's in the 20th stall in the mud. I said, I don't see him cause he's not close to the rail. I don't see right. him actually having an impact on the race. And of course he turns out and wins. Right. Exactly. You know, that's the one thing that sucks about living in New York is I wish I could just go to Jersey. I have the William Hill app when I went to AC and just place the bet really quick and go back home. But yeah. I didn't have that opportunity to do that.
2: Well, I, I couldn't even do it either. I couldn't, my DraftKings book, I, I read something later on, um, Back in January, they had a, a fight with the, the Churchill Downs Association or something like that. Was like trying to sue or prevent, you know, these DraftKings and fan, the regulated books from posting odds. So I was like, oh, people are like, oh, like you know, let me know the odds. I want to put money down. So like, I'm like the freaking bank account over here putting money in for people. But I was like, uh, sorry guys, bank's closed. Nothing. Uh, I can't put anything on. So just find some bootleg or OGBs o- 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 T- are all over. I don't know about where you guys are, but on Long Island. There was OTBs all over the place. I know people were putting mad money
3: in there. Yeah, no, I I do know some people that are like that. You know, I just went to the Empire City Casino and just placed the bets there, and right. you know, at that point I'm at. You know, it is what it is. I mean, I'm happy yep. because I went and played some blackjack and roulette at the casino and won my won the money I placed on the horse race. So whatever right, I would yep. have won would have been gravy. Good but stuff. It is good stuff. You know, I gotta you know when you gotta strike when the iron's hot, especially when exactly. you're exactly. Well. When you're yep. gambling, um, so let's move on to the next topic. We have two more top, three more topics to cover. Jesus, um, Jeez. we have.
2: I gotta jump, I, to be honest, I gotta jump off soon. I got, I got the, the grandparents coming over today for the big announcement. So. Right, right. No, no problem. All right, so um,
3: we'll we'll cover we'll cover this last episode and then we'll this this last tep, uh, topic and we'll get you out of here.
2: Cool. And I have a push pull for you guys, so I, don't let me forget that one before. Right. Okay. Off.
3: Okay, I didn't know if you, I don't know if you heard, but we retired push pull. That's okay, he but it's okay.
2: It. I want to walk it off. All right? you, you can, can walk, walk it off. off. I, we'll I give think, you the walk I off. It's
3: a good, I think it's a good one. We'll all give right. you the walk off because we actually have fan questions that we start we started answering live. Good. Um, Avengers, Endgame. So I'm not going to spoil anything. Okay. Um, but the one thing I will say, going back to you know NPCs and SJWs and you know political correctness and stuff like that, you know. Going into the movie, I didn't know what to expect. Um,
0: You know, you had
3: Captain Marvel that came out in between Infinity War and Endgame. And I think that movie did well only because of Endgame. Um, And the one thing I said was, I hope Captain Marvel isn't the one that sends sends us off into the next phase. I hope that, you know, it's about the original six. I hope it's about Iron Man, Captain America, Thor... You know the guys that the the, the characters that brought oh, us to this point. Yeah. yeah, and I hope they stay true to the comics. And you know this whole thing about Brie Larson and her her saying, you know, I don't need a forty year old white man seeing the movie. Leaving Endgame, I felt satisfied
2: mm-hmm. because I think of a lot of people have that same sentiment too.
3: Because you know what. The, the thing about, you know, like we were joking before about not saying, you know, the Cleveland Indians and it's not right. And there are other teams, you know, like the Blackhawks, like the Redskins, you know, forwards. that exactly that are are touchy subjects. And, you know, you know, you even got college teams like the Trojans and the Seminoles and, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And in my opinion, I think they're more are they're more honoring the Native American culture than being disrespectful to it. But, you know, when it comes to entertainment and movies, I don't want that stuff in my movies. And especially like a comic book era where, you know, these characters are known for their comics, like a Thor, like Captain America, like even Captain Marvel. And they made her stronger in the movie than she was in the comics. I understand that. But where are you right now in the Marvel Universe?
2: Movie-wise, I still have to watch, um, Winter Soldier, Civil War, Ant-Man 1 and 2, obviously Infinity War, and, um, Captain Marvel. Okay. So, So I have, I have Civil War taped up, ready to go. Problem is, like, last week they had them all on TV, and I just forgot to DVI, I got one of them, you know, luckily, but some of them are on Netflix, like Infinity War, and, um. And Amen too, Amen man Wa- and Wasp. So I'll be watching, you know, those once I have watched the first ones. But uh I think I'm gonna go bang out the two Captain America ones, Ant Man Ant Man and Wasp and then Infinity War, and then go right to uh Endgame as soon as I can.
3: Yeah, I think you're not gonna be disappointed. You know, my favorite I like I love the Ant Man movies. I love mm-hmm. the Captain America movies, obviously, and Civil War was great, Infinity War is awesome, Endgame mm-hmm. was good too. You know, Endgame is a fan service, is what it is. Right. And I don't think you'll be disappointed. I think that you'll enjoy all the movies. And I think I'm doing a good job of not spoiling anything.
2: Yes. I, I know you probably want to like get everything out, but I, I appreciate you uh, keeping it, keeping within it.
3: Yeah. So that's all I got to say about Endgame. I think you'll be um, satisfied. I'm happy that the NPCs didn't take this movie over. I'm happy, right. like they did with Star Wars. Um, and I'm hoping that Rise of Skywalker is a big fuck you to them, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> but, is there anything, I know you have a push and pull, so give us right. your push and pull so we can get you out of here.
2: Appreciate it. Uh, my push, and NFL draft grades. Most useless things to be doing right after the <laughs> yeah. draft. Yeah. I mean, what the Jets I, get? I my favorite one is they always reference the Seattle Seahawks <clears> draft grade from like 2013 when they drafted Russell Wilson. Yeah. Gave him a straight F. Oh, straight F when they go and win two Super Bowls like <laughs> or, or one or two, whatever they want. Being in the Super Bowl, like the most dominant defense and the quarterback that can do almost anything. Yep. So I'm tired. I don't want to see draft grades. I'm sure people are crapping on the Giants for the Daniel Jones pick Yep. whatever. Um, which I don't know if there's a funny joke. I, I don't know if you got that one Jen's uh, Puma There's there was one that said uh, it was very topical for me. It was Daniel Jones's. Uh,
1: oh yeah, yeah any yeah.
2: any guy that went to Shamanite that's from Garden City And that's literally like my hometown that went to the all-boys school uh, <laughs> it, it was it was really cookie cutter. <laughs> i like a lot of people from my town So I, thought, I got a kick out of that but let the kids play let them get acting with the teams teams that get A's have probably bomb, bomb people that get F's have players that surprise it just to get clicks. I understand that. I just can't stand it. Yeah, and My agree. pull factor is something I hope you guys are already doing.
3: Sean Avery's Instagram stories. I love Sean Avery and the stuff that he's the saying. Best. You know, they
2: have bike lane. He a, a warrior for the bike lane. People leave bikes on the on the side. You got to watch him. He's just entertaining as was the ice, and it's great that he is interacting with fans the way he does. Because I don't know if you saw with the Islander fan too. Oh, oh yeah, well I he was talking about the Islanders like fans with Tavares, yeah, yeah, yeah. and right. he just
3: completely shitted on them.
2: Yeah, no, no, there was a guy wearing a Zeke's jersey. He's like, "What the fuck are you wearing this for?" And the Islander fan was like, "Super happy to see Avery." Like, give him a handshake, so Avery couldn't really, like rip on him and get him going. But it was it was a pretty cool moment to see.
3: That that's funny. A- Avery's just a clown, and I love it. Yep, I love it. I love it. You know, I know that he that nobody would ever do it, but just to bring him in onto a coaching staff. And just be like, teach the kid, like young kids about grit and about, you know, that part of the game that, they, you know, we're kind of getting away from because of, you know, where we are culturally. It would be such a plus, I think. I think, you know, if you teach the kids, you know, these young players meanness and not to be an asshole like he was, but just to be an in-your-face guy like he did with Brodor, like he was, you know, it really affects play you know just to be that type of chirper to be there to say like you know just to put things in people's head and it really affects their games and you know i think it's such a it's such a missed art in in the realm of sports
2: i definitely agree
3: you know but is there anything else you would like to add
2: that's it i think uh i had a good another good time guys as always uh always fun and uh yeah hopefully uh, you know boom i'm sure chen's We'll share some with you, uh, some of the photos and videos that I have. Or, or, or not, you'll see on Facebook, actually. So, uh, nice. Be on the lookout for that next week. And, uh, you know, as always, like I said, fun time talking with you guys. Thanks for coming no, on. Thanks Matt. for coming and congrats, on. And congrats to you guys again. Congratulations
3: again. Yeah. again Take all, care, guys. all good luck. Have uh, a nice day. We'll talk
1: Thank to you. Soon. you. Yeah. All see right. You. Peace
3: out. See you out. later. So that was Matt. Uh, another second time on the show. Didn't disappoint. And now let's get into our show staples. It's time to play
1: guess that hat today Puma is sporting a very nice hat today I think I said today twice but it's okay um and here we go we got five facts on deck so fact number one go ahead this team oh also this is not a World Series I always gotta say this yeah not a World Series team but not a World Series patch hat so we just need the team name City and team name. All right. This team played in the first ever World Series in 1903. Fact number one. Fact number two. Their current stadium, which opened in 2001, is their fifth home since their inception in 1887. Fact number three. They have five World Series wins. Fact number four, some notable players, their all-time leaders, Jake Stenzel, highest batting average, Wilbur Cooper, highest wins, Bob Friend, most strikeouts by a pitcher, and Vic Willis has the best ERA ever for this team. And Fact number five: In 1985, this team finished 43 and a half games behind first.
3: Wow, that's Detroit Tiger area right there.
1: And there you go. Well, now I guess it's not the Detroit Tigers, so we can, you can eliminate that that team from the list. So that's uh, that's guess that hat. I hope those t- those clues were hard enough
3: up to cousin Kenny's. Uh... Dude, I'm not gonna lie, man. Cousin,
1: Cousin Kenny's putting a lot of pressure on me with these facts because <laughs> I got to make sure this shit's hard enough because he's getting this. He's getting these after after two, two or three guesses, two or three get, two or three hints. You know, that's it. So that's it. Uh, you'll you'll see a post later today. Um, comment what you think the answer is first to post. I mean, that's how Matt got on. He again. I mean, he's he's guessing every week. He's on week. fire. He's pretty good. Or, we, ju- or we need some or, competition. Board. Or we just suck. So. Uh, if you know the team or you think you know, submit your guess to our Instagram and if you are correct and you're the first one, you will be featured in our next episode. Please come prepared like Matt did with a push-pull. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Maybe we can just leave that to the fans. Yeah. We just do the fan thing because everything we talk about is a push-pull throughout the whole show. <laughs> Right?
3: Yeah. All right. So let's get into our next thing. So what do we got fan questions. All right. Here we go. Fan questions. We got some good three fan questions today. So we got only three. We only got three. All right. Well, you know what? Last week we really. Well, I, I actually we spent, we, had, the, we
1: spent a lot of time. We on those had more,
3: questions. but I took the best three.
1: I, I, I'm I'm cool with three. Okay. I'm cool with three. So Nikki's gonna get those two. Yeah. Don't
3: worry. Question number one. This is from my lovely girlfriend Steph. She says, "What is the best piece of advice you've ever received?" oh man so good question one that we have to think about I have one I have my piece of advice God. and it's kind of funny but it's kind of true at the same time my piece of advice came from uh an old teacher of mine in high school um you know he was my modified football coach he was my JV baseball coach he was my one of the reasons why I'm a social studies teacher because he taught social studies I think you know who I'm talking about Mr Frank Girra and my brother has him now, so it's kind of full circle. Uh, he actually was my cooperating teacher me, for me getting all my right, certification. All right, all right. Anyway, so we—I was a freshman on the baseball team, and I was struggling, and I was upset, and you know, because I always was produced, and I was was one of the best players on the field, and this year wasn't that that case. I was struggling at the plate, and it was a tough year. And he, he came up to me, and he goes, you know life's tough get a helmet that was his advice and you know i took that so many different ways but you know just living through life and growing and maturing and learning about who i am and what life's about it's true life's not easy and if you have a helmet to protect yourself and you, you can get through life and you can get through anything so life's tough get a helmet that's great
1: um for me i don't know if this is so much advice as it is a a quote that I read in a book
3: mm-hmm.
1: now I've, I've received a bunch of advice throughout the years and things that have helped and you know can't discredit anybody from giving me advice but this quote for me at least really resonates it's from um, it's from a, a poet like an old 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 guy and the quote is the mind is a powerful place And in itself can make a heaven of hell and a hell of heaven. So think about that. What does that mean to you? The mind is a powerful place. In itself can make a heaven of hell, a hell of heaven.
3: Well, it depends on what you make of a situation. You can either out overthink something. Exactly. Or you can just take it as it is and move on.
1: So you you can make the shittiest situation
3: seem good. It's kind of like that, you know, if life hands you lemons, make lemonade type thing.
1: Well, not so much. It's it's almost like... It's like... It's almost saying... So... Heaven of hell. It can make a heaven of hell. If you overthink, you can make the best seem horrible and you can really fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. But it can also make a hell of heaven. You can turn the shittiest situation into something good just by your mindset. Yeah. Having a, having a positive mindset. You
3: know, being mentally tough is definitely an attribute people should develop And I think, you know, life, like I said, back to, you know, my quote is to say kind of, it's about the same thing, you know, there are going to be good situations and there's going to be bad situations. And it's what you make out of the bad situations that make you who you are. You know, if you, if there is a bully in school, that's picking on you, how are you going to make the best out of that? If there is a, a situation at your job, how are you going to make that situation better? You know, if there's something going on in your relationship, how are you going to make that better? You know? You got to work hard to earn the good things. And if you are sitting there saying, you know, like you said, the mind is a powerful thing. You can, it's either heaven or hell. You know, it really shows you that it's on you to make the situation. It's not the person around you. You know, there's another quote by Eric Thomas, motivational speaker. He talks about sacrifice. He goes, if you wait on other people to do things for you, you're not going to get anywhere. Now that's just ad libbed. It's not word for word, but it's true. You know, if you want that job, go get it. If you want that, you know, starting spot, go get it. Don't wait for people to give it to you. You got to earn it.
1: I'm glad you're saying this. I really am because I I'm about to name drop right now. I just listened to a book on on audio uh, Audible when I was like audiobooks. It's a real book you can buy in paperback and all that shit too. But they they released an Audible version. It's about it's called Can't Hurt Me. And I I suggest that everybody I don't care if you are CEO of a fucking major major company or you're a high school student. Everybody should should read or listen to this book because the book is about a man named David Goggins. I didn't know who he was. Do you know who he is? No, you know who he is? No. David Goggins some people have heard of him some people haven't Phil has heard of him before I talked about this hmm. long story short this guy came from nothing his life was he came from probably the worst situation anybody can come from didn't, didn't really amount into much in his early life decided to make a change and accomplished incredible stuff from becoming a, a fucking Navy SEAL to an army ranger to running ultra marathons and it sounds great right there but you don't even know the half of it because he's he's done this all while being hurt injured on the brink of death and the the message in his book is to be mentally strong like you said mentally tough because you can do so much more if you unlock your mind and 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 release the self-doubt that you have
3: yeah and you know what it is too it's it's you know you gotta listen to it. we were joking we were joking with matt about you know the political correctness and you know people nowadays have that entitlement that i don't know where they get from and it's just a soft
1: it's a soft culture
3: it's it's wussification is what it is you know that's yeah same shit but it's you, you in order you know if you want something You got to go get it. You can't just sit back and say, hey, I'm going to wait till someone gives it to me. You know, I didn't accomplish some of this stuff in my life that I'm proud of because I waited for other people. I went out and got it. You know, I, I don't wait for people. If You know, and Chen's can attest to this. You know, If I ask him to hang out and he doesn't get back to me, I go make other plans, and it's like, well, you know what? I mean, that's like a different thing. Yeah, but it's the same type. I'm trying to make a connection here. You know, don't wait for people. You know, there are times where I'll go do things by myself, whether it's go play golf, go to a movie, you know, do something, go to the batting cage by myself. It's because nobody else could go, so I want to do it, so I'm gonna go. So why are you gonna sit here and say, well, I'm not mentally tough enough to get through it? I'm going to let somebody else do it for me. You know, if you have a problem, if there's something that, if somebody has a problem in life and you there's nobody to t- talk to, the best weapon you have is yourself to put you through that situation. Yeah, people have support systems. I understand that. But if you're not going to recognize that you need to put in the work to get that grade or to get that spot, to get that job, to get that significant other, to get the house, whatever, whatever it is, there's sacrifice and there's, That mental ability and that mental belief in yourself that you can do it. Mm. Yeah. So, Nikki?
0: Is this a a, a Papa Puma quote?
3: Mm, Probably. I don't know.
0: So, what I'm going to say is um, I'm not going to get into too much detail, but the last month for me has been pretty tough. A lot of stuff has been going on. I got school, I'm a freshman in high school. I've got baseball, and I've got a bunch of other things I'm not going to get into. Because it's kind of irrelevant. But anyway, there's there's some advice. There's uh, somebody I follow, or like a group of people on Instagram. They're called Mentality. They're followed by around 3 million people. And um, they usually have quotes. They usually are like, um, you say those uh, people, like activists. And they have, have quotes. And I took a screenshot of a quote. That was on that page and it explains uh what i'm going through right now it says no matter what happens no matter how far you seem to be away from where you want to be never stop believing that you will somehow make it have an unrelenting belief that things will work out that the long road has a purpose and it does okay so for baseball i have um i was on break for school and before that I was doing amazing. I was getting hits, I was stealing, I was getting RBIs. But when I came back, I um played three games and I went 0 for eleven and only hit the ball three times. Struck out five times. And I was upset. And this was Friday, two days ago. I was really upset. I was um you know, I couldn't take it. And all my friends were um you know probably making fun of me a little bit, saying that I suck, saying I shouldn't be in the lineup you know, that's fine with you. You want to do your thing, do your thing. But the good advice that I receive is from my friend Arch, who is, um, his heart is basically baseball. And he, if you tell him, like, do you want to play baseball, do you want to do this, he'll automatically say yes. Because um, he's the man, he loves baseball. And he won't ever give it up. He's on an L&M team. Then he's a travel team that goes around in Connecticut and um, upstate and New Jersey. And he goes all around, you know, anywhere to play baseball. And he always is on my back, um, giving me advice about playing outfield, hitting. um, I'm a catcher as well, gives me his advice about catching. And if he wasn't here today, if I didn't have him on my baseball team, I don't know if I would be the baseball player that I am now. Because he does say that I have a lot of potential, but, you know, I gotta use it. I can't just sit back and um, let him tell me stuff and then I don't do it. So... He gives me good advice. Mentality gives me good advice. And for the next few weeks or possibly few months, I'm going to have to work off of it and try to make myself a better baseball player than I am now. Pretty pretty similar themes with all our. Yeah.
3: You know, it's about being mentally tough and working to get what you want.
1: Get through that shit. You know? Believe in yourself.
3: All right. So, the good question, Steph. Very good. Nice job, Steph. So, question number two comes from your. so then pick another
1: my, my girl
3: Bianca it's if your life was a movie what songs would be on the soundtrack now this is a this you could pick up a lot of songs let's pick three, three songs
1: I mean that's gonna be hard for me three songs okay, uh, so for me I don't even know three songs right away but I know that she would say my playlist would have to be something along the lines of what she calls Swag Goofy <laughs> she says I am swag goofy because I yeah, as you know I'm not I'm not smooth no I'm I'm a I'm a klutz right But I'm not like a I, at least I like to think I'm not I'm not a fucking loser you know You're I, I don't I understand what's going on I'm like I'm hip I know what's going on <laughs> right sound <laughs> um, like an old man but I'm fucking I'm a little I'm a little goofy swag goofy I'm swag goofy so if and you that's can, why she loves you so if you can pick songs that that portray that, that would be me. Okay. So, I'll think of some actual songs, but in terms of overall theme, that's what it would have to be.
3: I, you know, for me, I think if I had to pick a soundtrack to my life, I think a couple of the songs, I'm not going to play the songs, we don't have to play them, we can just no, name we them. That, we did that we once did. Our, we did that once already. Um, I think that if you think of a movie there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. So there's three songs. So in the beginning, you know, I it, this, is, this is funny because I always, when I was young, I was gawky. I had glasses, everybody, you know, whatever. So I think if you start from the beginning of my life, I think the song White and Nerdy by Weird Al Yankovic would be the first song on my soundtrack. No way! Yeah!
1: No, you're, you're not a nerd.
3: Well, I... Not that... Nerd and... I looked like a nerd. I wasn't a nerd. But you I didn't obviously... You had glasses. Big deal. You know, I you didn't walk I was around bulky. with
1: fucking pencil uh, pocket protectors. No, but
3: I think white and nerdy is one. The second one, in the middle of the movie, I finally, you know, I'm the beautiful little butterfly. I, I spread my wings and I start going. So, I think... Um, you know, and, and like I said, there, there have been instances in my life where I had to overcome things and on the field, off the field, in the classroom. So, the song Don't Stop Believing by journey would be in the middle and in the end would be i mean 28 years old so i'm still in the middle you know of the movie but in the end would have to be something that's like uplifting uplifting and powerful like we made it i made it type thing like i'm on top of the mountain type song um
1: I think Rihanna's uh work. I that's her name is song. the wor- song work. Work, 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 work. No. That song, I think that summarizes my life right now cuz all all <laughs> I fucking do is work. If you could just put play that part of the song on loop for like 5 minutes while I while you see my daily commute, that would be a pretty nice summary of my life. Always working.
3: You know, I I think um for me it's I don't even, can't even think of a song that would put myself in there. Um, mm-hmm. I think that it's, I think that, you know, another good one is Queens Under Pressure with David Bowie. Oh. You know, that's a good one because you're all constantly under pressure. Billy Joel's song, Pressure, is a good one for my soundtrack. Oh, for, oh, for, yeah. I think that, um, you know, it's, you know, Coming, even though we live in a nice town, you know, Chens and I, especially Nikki, you know, still young, we definitely have workman type mentalities. We're always working, we're always hustling. Yeah, you know, maybe that would be another taking care
1: of business. Maybe that would be another song, Hustle by Rick Ross. Hustle, 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 hustle. Oh, (laughs) and again, just play that and work, and there you go.
3: You know, um, Fast Lane, too, by. Eminem is a good one. Life in the fast lane.
1: Oh, I think about the other one. You know, the
3: old the old song. Which one? Life in the fast lane. That's a good one too. You know, um, that that's pretty much it. You know, so you can go so many different ways, and it depends on how you feel at this moment. But that's a good question, Nikki. What 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 are your songs?
0: All right, so if many of you are music people. You would know that all the teenagers out there are like, you know, they like these these rap songs. All these... Hippity hop. Today's music sucks. I'm not really that type of a rap person. Rap music right now, the music that's coming out right now, doesn't really affect me. Doesn't really pump me up if I'm trying to do a sports game. Doesn't, like, give me that good feeling. Doesn't Doesn't give me that good feeling to kick ass. The feeling that gives me kick ass is rock music, okay? Call me crazy, okay? But there's one song out there called Hell's Bells by ACDC. Those bells in the background, it just makes me, you know, want to kick ass and get out there and actually, you know, try my hardest and, you know, do good. Um, And there's only, there's one rap guy, uh, Eminem, like James brought him up before. Um, He's one of the rap guys that I'm like, you know, actually into. Like Lose Yourself, Not Afraid, Like Toy Soldiers, Rap God, Till I Collapse. All those songs, amazing songs, love them a lot. You know, another kick-ass songs that I like, and uh, Queen also. Oh, some of those old seventies, eighties songs: Under Pressure, Bohemian Rhapsody, We will Rock You, um, Don't Stop Me Now. Another one by The Dust. You know, all these different types of songs are my songs, and are songs that make me feel good. Not rap songs talking about you know about women and money and, uh, and, bottles. and, and bottles and drugs and drugs. Instead, of talking about about feels and about um, you know how music can influence them in a good way or a bad way. All right, nice. All right, good
3: question, Bianca. Nice job. So, our third and final question, and our final segment of the show, before we get out of here, question number three comes from my assistant over at the Lightning, Armand. Um, his question is: If you can have dinner with anybody from history, who would it be? Now, let's do a round table. Three people. So, Chen's, I think you have your three. So, let me I hear your I three. I think do, yes. Let me hear your oh, three. God, good
1: three. All right. So, my three dinner guests. What's on the menu? I don't know, maybe a nice pork chop? Some vino? We've got George Washington. Okay. The Founder of our country.
3: First president of the United first States. First president. Leader of the Continental
1: Army. Revolutionary War hero. Goat, right? Is is he the goat of presidents? Maybe. Puma.
3: Is he the ghost of what?
1: No, is he the goat of presidents? It's tough, man.
3: It's tough. Because
1: I'm, I'm a big Abe guy.
3: Well, you know, the thing about Ben and I, I'm a big preclusion to this, is you got to look at the time and when he was president, and you got to look at the time yeah. in history yeah, yeah, of history and stuff like that. I think at the time he was the best man for the job. Also, did you finish that book or what? Not, not yet. <sighs> All
1: right, anyway so I got, I got George Washington I've got Jesus okay and Stephen Hawking Stephen Hawking because Stephen Hawking I think knows he's so fucking smart he knows how we can we well knew how we were could have been able to do extraordinary things through the the science world time travel and all the space travel shit mm-hmm. I really think he did know he was always experimenting with that shit, man. It's crazy. Dark matter. Crazy to think what that guy fucking knew.
3: Okay. So that's a good respectable three. I, I think, think so. I think it's pretty well balanced. I think it's well balanced. You got religion, you got U.S. history in there, and then you got science.
1: Yeah.
3: I think so. I think All think right. My three would be George Lucas, Abraham Lincoln, and Babe Ruth. So,
1: okay. See, that's good. That's, that's, a, that's a more... That's a better representation of you. Okay. Who
3: you are. I want to know what Babe Ruth was about. You know, I want to know what Lincoln was actually thinking about during his presidency. And George Lucas is the godfather of Star Wars. I want to know what he what he wanted the trilogy to be and all that stuff. So, Lucas, Lincoln, and Ruth. Alright, my three. Uh,
0: number one, Winston Churchill. Got him in there. Uh, number two, Yogi Berra. That's a good one. And number three, Michael Jackson. Uh, for me, Michael Jackson. Was...
3: Are you sitting across on the other other side of the table with Michael Jackson? Yeah,
0: Michael Jackson is that. Yogi, I'd love to talk baseball with him. And I want to know. Um, he was he's the one who has the most championship rings as a Yankee is ten, and I just want to talk baseball with him. I just really want to do that, and he's my favorite player of all time when it comes to baseball. What up? Michael Jackson, I love his music, and I would just love to talk to him about his music, how good it is. And just, it would be great to talk to Michael Jackson. You know how many people would want to do that with Michael Jackson? And Winston Churchill, probably the greatest leader in history. You never know. You know? Those are my three. Nice. I like that question. That was good. That's a good one. That's a good one.
1: Wait, Sonny Gray pitching? Did I see that?
3: Sonny Gray against the Red. On, on the Reds? Maybe.
1: I thought I saw Sonny Gray. Uh, anyway, so, is that it?
3: Uh, oh Winston Churchill had a great quote. Um, so talking about Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill had the um, one of the funniest quotes. he was he had humor and he had the leadership skills. And he said, there was a quote a conversation and he was drunk he goes, "Winston, you're a drunk and what's more what's what's more you are disgustingly drunk And it was a girl he goes, Betsy, my dear you're ugly and what's more you are disgustingly ugly but tomorrow I shall be sober and you still will be disgustingly ugly."
1: Oh, that's good hate that uh, is awesome
3: and on that note on that note, I hope you guys enjoyed the show yeah I hope you guys are. Liking our new social media presence over here. Nikki's doing an awesome job. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Answer the hat post. Matt needs some competition. Uh, and with that being said, Chens, you have anything to add?
1: Who do you think you are? I am. He's a bit choky, boy. Such a big boy you are so overjoyed to have a big chunky boy
0: A big and wonderful chungus such as he Oh such as he He's a big chungus He's a big chunky boy Such a big fungus you are so overjoyed to have a big chunky